uh, market zero next frame. Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. It's, of course, your host, your favorite, back again on a Monday, Military Monday. We also have a lot of catching up to do from the weekend. Hopefully, everyone had a good, safe weekend. I know there were some lightning storms uh, up in the Northeast. <laughs> we had a fucking tornado here on t- on Friday that just kind of glossed over the fact. It was like, so there's a lake like two feet from my house. I wouldn't say two feet. Like five-minute walk from my house. If you go on my TikTok, you could see videos of Brady playing in it. Apparently, there's a tornado on the lake on Friday. No one really decided to tell anybody about it. They just took pictures of it. I guess it wasn't that bad if they're standing outside, literally like 50 feet away from this thing, taking pictures of it. And it was over the lake. So there was that on Friday. Uh, Saturday, gorgeous day. A uh, couple of my friends got some puppies, some golden retriever puppies. So there's that. And then uh, yesterday, just chilled. Watched uh, Saw 4. <laughs> I don't know why. And then I had nightmares at night. So it makes sense. I watched the Yankees blow it. That's always fun. They blew a fucking four-run lead in the five-run lead in the... Well, they gave up five runs. It was a four-run lead. They gave up five runs in the bottom of the ninth and lost. So that was fun. Um, But yeah, we got a lot to cover today. Got Military Monday. We're going to go over active duty, Air National Guard, National Guard, and the reservists. Plus, we have a bunch of updates with subscribers and guests and all this stuff. So let's get into it. August 14th, the state in history. Thanks, Brady. August 14th, 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Social Security Act into law, creating the Social Security System in the United States. This landmark legislation was part of his New Deal initiative to combat the economic hardships of the Great Depression. The Social Security Act aimed to provide financial support for the elderly, the unemployed, and children in need. This program has since become one of the largest and most influential government programs in the United States, assisting millions of Americans every year. It has evolved over time but remains a cornerstone of financial security for many elderly, disabled, and survivor beneficiaries in this country. The establishment of the social security system showcased the government's commitment to the welfare of its citizens and remains a testament to the transformative power of policy in addressing societal challenges. The more you know. So, on Thursday or Friday, was it Friday? I did the did an episode about Maui fires, right? And then of course, uploaded clips to TikTok, which if you don't follow me on TikTok, it's at hold up what pod. Um there's links all over the place on my Substack, social media, Twitter, Linktree, uh, all over the place, right? So I upload these videos and usually they sit around in between 250 and 500 views. One of them got was up in the 800, 900. It was nearing a thousand. And I was, I was excited, obviously. Every time you get a video that's, you know, set in records and it's, you know, it's getting up there in views, you, you get happy about it. So I'm thrilled, right? I'm doing my thing. I'm like, this is, I'm keep updating. Now I'm like interested. So I keep checking, going, 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 and then it gets banned. <laughs> community guidelines, some shit. So I'm like, all right, well, that wasn't the first video that's happened to, but this one seemed a little different. So because all four of them all at once. So I put in the appeal, the appeal fails. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. My four highest viewed videos are just bad. And if you remember what I said, if you go back and listen, I didn't say it was caused by DEWs. I said that there's people that suggest that it's caused by 
DEWs, directed energy weapons. And then I put on a poll on TikTok, do you think it was a DEW? Never suggesting that it was. I'm just saying this is what this is the content that's on TikTok. I got the idea of a DEW from TikTok. So I YouTube it or I Google it and I'm like, how do you get videos unbanned after an appeal, all this stuff? And apparently once it's banned, it's banned. But then I found out a Reddit and it's it said once you hit a thousand and it starts getting a little wouldn't say viral, but once it starts getting more into the algorithm, for all the positive attention it gets, it also gets a shitload of negative attention. And what people like to do, it's like the Twitter mob or the cancel culture people. They literally go out and their main mission is to get videos canceled that are above a certain threshold. So what happened was, or from what I can deduct, because they don't give me the analytics on this on the video anymore. It's just completely wiped. It's still on my profile. Like you guys can't see it. I can still see it. It's still there for me, but I can't click on it. I can't see any analytics from it. So what people said is once you hit a thousand, you bump up into another threshold of the algorithm. And they said that from that point, you have to outpace the the people that are reporting your video, like their sole mission, they might be, they're probably bots or the Russians, who the hell knows. Their sole mission is to get your video banned. So you have to outpace them. Nine times out of 10, a lot of people outpace them, but sometimes you don't. So I probably hit the 1000 mark, wasn't making too much more headway because I went to like 850 and then it kind of stalled. And then I just, I remember it was like 978. I was gone for like an hour. I came back and it was banned. So I probably did hit that 1K threshold. And then as soon as it hit 1K, banned. So that's stupid, but... It's a letdown, but you know what? The haters are out there. The ops, the opponents are always out to get you. So for as much as six, for the amount of success we're having, the limited success is always going to be the people that want to see you fail. And that leads me right into this next point. The new subscribers, the new listeners, the Maui podcast, all last week we set records every day last week. I think other than one day, we had like a normal 15, 20 download day. Other than that, we hit maximum of like 400 downloads on one of them, 350 on another, and then the Maui one was like 100 downloads and listens. So shout out to everybody that's been listening, subscribing. We're having a great time out here. We're having a blast. I appreciate all the support as usual. And for those of you anticipating my episodes every day that subscribe, listen, and do everything, we have a new guest tomorrow. Booked him over the weekend. Uh, his Substack will be linked in the description of this um, of this podcast. So wherever you get the podcasts, Apple, Spotify, on the Substack app, Pocket Casts, Podbean. Click on the description. You'll see a link in there for his um, Substack. It's it it ranges. It varies a lot. Uh, we're gonna get into that tomorrow. We're going to ask some questions, some hard-hitting questions. Not really. We're going to have fun. Uh, his name is Brian Perrine. His substack is Working Class Iconoclast. Also, if you search Brian Alfred 1983, you'll he'll pop up. So we're going to talk to him tomorrow. We're going to get into it, uh, have some fun on here, and just go through the interview process. It'll be my second guest overall, maybe third, second, third, I don't know. But we're going to have some fun. So looking forward to that. That's going to be out same time as all these other podcasts. Nothing new. We're not going to do it live because doing it live comes with a lot of a lot of things I'm not ready for. So and the re- I would love to do it. I would love to be on the radio, but. <laughs> 
The problem with doing something live is you get someone that comes on, right? A guest, a caller, whatever. And the production value here, you know, it's spot on, but it's just me. Someone comes on and just starts yelling some racist shit and I get, <laughs> I get banned. Like that's going to be a problem. So that's the problem. We're not going to, we're not going to put it on YouTube live or Twitch or anything. We're going to record it how we normally do, push it out and uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. Again, his link is going to be in the description of this and we will get into it tomorrow. So looking forward to that. And then this morning, for the first time in a long time, I know I'm giving you guys a shitload of updates from the weekend, but a lot of things happened over the weekend. I think I had a really good weekend, although nothing really big happened. You know what I mean? It was just kind of relaxing. Everything was just kind of free flowing. There was no like stress or anything. So this morning, I wake up to go for my run. I look at the temperature and it's like 62 degrees, 60, 65, maybe something like that. And I'm like, oh, Brady can come for a run. The sun wasn't out. It was cloudy. So I'm like, you know, let's do it. Me and Brady went for a run again, checking on TikTok, Instagram. You can see him running along with me, chugging along he loved it i mean he usually run he's been running with me since he was like seven months old he's been running with me and then in the summer obviously it gets too hot you can't do it and i know he wants to so when we went running this morning he had a blast crushed it did about two a little more than two miles like two point two and a quarter two and a quarter and then uh you know he's been he's been chilling he enjoyed the entire thing. So that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, had a good work day. Office was quiet. But I feel like I'm running out of steam and we're not even into the Military Monday yet. So let's make some noise for the Military Monday. We're going to talk about active duty, Air National Guard, National Guard, and the reservists, the difference between them, and some examples. So you guys aren't confused when I say I'm active duty. And then you say, oh, well, this guy's in the military and he ends up being in the Guard. We're not all the same. So there's total of four components of the of the U.S. military, right? And these aren't the branches. The branches are the only thing. It's not a military branch. These are components of each branch. A lot of the branches have their own guard unit or reserve unit. But for the most part, we're going to cover the basics of the difference between an active duty person, an Air National Guardsman or Guardswoman, Guards person, a National Guardsman or Guards person, and then a reservist. A reservist. Uh, each branch of the military has their own. One might have more than other. I know the Air National Guard is pretty big. I know the National Guard, which is the Army, is also really fucking big. The Marine Reservists, not so much. They don't have a guard unit, and the Navy doesn't have a guard unit, but they also have reservists. So we're going to dive into it. So active duty, which is what I am, right? I'm considered active duty. What do we do, right? What's active duty's mission? So active duty military personnel serve as the, as the full-time military force for the U.S., we are responsible for performing day-to-day operations, both domestically and internationally, including combat operations, peacekeeping, and training. Our funding comes from the federal government out of the defense budget. So that big-ass $850 billion budget, it's going in my pocket. Our purpose, what do we do, right? What's Why, are we, why do we exist? We maintain a ready force capable of rapid response to any threat to national security, whether that's combat operations, deterrence, or supporting allies. Key differences. Active duty personnel often live on military bases, move more frequently, and have longer deployment times. Our commitment is full-time. So this is like, this is your life, right? Like, this is my life. I'm, I'm in the military. It's not like I have a job and then I do the military on the side. That's the Air National Guard, the National Guard and Reservists. They have that type of shit. So the Air National Guard, right? So I'm active duty Air Force. That's what I do. It's my job. It's my life. It consumes me. So Air National Guard, right? We also call them the B team. <laughs> <laughs> there's a i mean if, if a civilian said that to a national guardsman i'd be upset but we say it to each other uh you know we got to call on the b team or uh the practice squad 
is one that I think makes me laugh every time. But the Air National Guard, or the ANG, is specifically responsible for air defense of the nation and assisting in air missions. They can be called upon for federal missions like overseas operations or state missions like disaster responses. Their funding comes primarily from the federal government. However, states also provide funding for specific state missions. This is like natural disaster type shit. So like when you see the case in Maui, they have the Hawaii National Guard responding we're all, we can also new york can also send their national guard over to Dell or new jersey or whatever national guard unit can send their troops to help whatever response needs to be helped with but they can't just be like hey new york's national guard is going to go fight a war for us doesn't work that way they do mostly natural disasters search and rescue overall defense and their funding comes from the state so if they get activated their funding comes out of the state budget the state gets reimbursed by the f- federal government but not fully some of the most of the cost is put onto the state for using them. Their purpose is to support both state and federal missions. They can aid governors in state emergencies and also be activated by the president for federal missions. Key differences. The Air National Guard units are geographically geographically dispersed and located in individual states. Members generally serve part-time unless activated for a specific mission. This is one of those one weekend a month commercials you see, one weekend a month, one month a year type shit going on. They have great benefits. They get their college paid for their service time is longer than ours because they do it part-time so they get whenever they're at work like they're at the air national guard base doing drills or whatever they're doing they get deployed they they count towards their military full-time but when they're not doing that it counts part-time so they get like half the hours that we get so just a little difference there and then the national guard which is part of the army their primary mission is for assisting states during times of natural disasters civil disturbances or other state emergencies similar to the air national guard they can be called upon for federal missions funded both by the state and the feds their purpose is the nation's first responder in times of emergency they support both state and federal missions acting as a bridge between state needs and the larger u.s military so similar to the air national guard like the air national guard though it's state-based guard members serve part-time and less activated they train one weekend a month and two weeks a year but this can vary you see it's that phrase one weekend a month two weeks a year you see it on the commercials you see it on like the little pamphlets they're everywhere so it's one route to go down then you have the reservists these are different from all these all these are different right you can't be in one and also the other so the reservists right reservists augment the active duty they can be called upon to support a wide range of operations including combat missions humanitarian aid and peacekeeping funding they're funded by the federal government out of the defense budget so they're funded the same as active duty reservists provide depth to the military and can be activated to full-time service when needed they exist to ensure the military can scale up operations quickly in times of need reservists are part of the reserve component of their respective military branch the army reserve the navy reserve the air force reserve marine reserve they train one weekend a month and two weeks a year similar to the national guard but they are solely federal and cannot be called on by the government governor for state missions. So here's what's here's the differences between them in a, in a summary, I guess. Active duty is a full-time commitment, while National Guard and reservists are typically, typically part-time, the B-team. The president can call upon both active duty and reservists for federal missions. The National Guard can be called upon by either state governors for state missions or the president for federal missions. This is why you can get deployed as a National Guardsman overseas. The federal government needs you to go. The state 
state pays you, federal government pays you, and you go. While all these components can be used in combat and other overseas missions, the National Guard has a unique dual role in serving both state and federal governments. And then how do they train, right, since they're only doing it one weekend a month? Active duty undergoes continuous training, whereas National Guard and Reservists typically typically train one weekend a month and two weeks a year. So certain bases that have reserve units, especially big reserve units or guard units, they have reserve week or reserve weekend or guard week or guard weekend. And the active duty on there kind of hates that shit because they're everywhere. They take up a lot of space in the in the commissary and the BX and medical. Everything's packed because you're adding an entire branch of the military onto your base at that point. And they stay for like four days. They come in on like a Thursday night. They do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they're gone Monday morning. Or they do a full week. Sometimes they do a full week of training, but they come in basically just to train unless they're getting deployed. But they come in, they do their training, they get make sure they're still certified in their respective career fields, and then they, they go off back to the real world for them. So some examples of this, right? Because this is kind of confusing, a little convoluted. Brady's Brady's like you gotta you gotta straighten this out. You're confusing the listeners, dumbass. Straighten this out. So give them an example. People love examples. So active duty, right? Combat operations overseas. Active duty troops are deployed when there is a war or conflict. For instance, active duty personnel form the primary force during operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. For peacekeeping missions, international conflicts where the U.S. participates in peacekeeping or peace-enforcing roles, such as in the Balkans in the 1990s or South Korea. And then humanitarian assistance. In international disasters, such as tsunamis or earthquakes in other countries, active duty units, especially from the Navy and Air Force, can be crucial for immediate response. So basically, if it's anything overseas, it's going to be active duty, right? And then the reservists and the guardsmen can supplement and like fill in little roles, but for the bulk of the entire operation, if it's overseas, it's going to be active duty just because we're designed to do it that way. We're ready to go. Like this is what, this is our job, right? Air National Guard. So what do they do, right? Here's an example. I was going to say as an example, then I stuttered, whatever. Air defense. In scenarios requiring defense against aerial threats, the U.S. and the Air National Guard play a significant role. After large disasters, the Air National Guard can provide immediate airborne relief, such as aerial reconnaissance, transport of supplies, or medical evacuations. I have a friend that works for the National Guard, and their mission is search and rescue. They help the Coast Guard, which is not part of this equation because they're not part of the DOD. They go out and they'll they'll assist the Coast Guard in missions. Or when the Hurricane Katrina, um, I don't know if they're getting deployed to Maui, because again, I'm active duty. I don't follow what the Guard does. The Afghan mission that was when we took the Afghan refugees out, they helped with logistics, like moving supplies in and out and doing shit like that. And then they get federal deployed too, right? So they can be federalized and deployed overseas, similar to active duty units, as was seen with deployments to the Middle East. So it's basically when the active duty is running low or if they need a specific mission done, right? Search and rescue. We need you to drop supplies. We need your cargo planes type of thing. Then they go. They have a very specific mission where active duty is you're going to go over there and you're going to set up shop and we're going to send a bunch of you over there to do your job the way it's supposed to be done. Oh, wait, we need helicopters. Here's a helicopter unit, National Guard unit. Go because you're ready to go. Shit like that. Now, the National Guard, the Army National Guard responds the same way to natural disasters, all that stuff. Civil disturbances, you see them get deployed during riots, um, any kind of they supplement law enforcement, but they're not making arrests. Right. So if you have like the president coming to town, Army National Guard sets up barriers, shit like that. Uh, you saw it a lot during COVID. You saw National Guards, people helping out, setting up tents, uh, doing fucking testing and all that stuff. National Guard, right? Home, 
domestic soil, supplementing, stuff like that. And then they do get deployed like the Air National Guard does. They get federalized, which means they're under the thumb of the president and they backfill active duty. So active duty rotates out and say, say we sent a hundred people in, right? Active duty is like we're sending a hundred. We have to rotate out, but we don't have enough active duty. So we send 80 reservists get called to send 20. So then now there's back to a hundred. Some units do it differently. Some bases do it differently. My old base reservists would work full-time with us here and we would deploy full teams. So the active duty would fully deploy and the reservists would fill the role left that was here. So there's ways around it. Different depends on what's going on. I guess it depends on funding really. Um, and how it goes from there. Then reservists, they supplement us, like I just said. So they have very specialized roles, often hold specialized civilian jobs like doctors, lawyers, or engineers, and can be activated to fulfill specific roles that might be in short supply during operations. Like I just said, they just active duties, 100 people or 20 people short. We need 20 reservists. Go do this. And they also do reconstruction since they are very specific jobs, right? Like they're engineers, but you don't need a full-time engineer if nothing needs to be built, right? Like we have civil engineering as a career field in active duty, but they're not actively building things every day. It's not like they go to work and they're just building shit. They're usually repairing things. But if you need something legit built, like a base built and all this stuff, you're going to hire an engineer and you're going to find an engineer that's in a reserve unit, activate him. He's going to be an engineer for the military and then go back to his real engineering job. Doctors, stuff the same. JAG, lawyers the same way. You don't need a lawyer doing nothing all day, paying him a shitty salary. Have him make all the money he wants on the outside. But when the military needs him, we're like, hey, we need you to be a lawyer for us today. And they go out there and do that. So those are some of the key differences. I know it varies if you talk to, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I know a guardsman. I'm going to go talk to them and see if this is correct. He might give you a completely, or she might give you a completely different rundown. But these are the basics. When someone says, I'm active duty, think of it as that's their life. That's their full-time job. They're getting, they're, they might live on base. They might live close to base. Like I live in New Jersey because I'm stationed in New Jersey. I'm not going to live in New York or anything. Like I wake up every day. I go to the same job, same base. And then every two to five years, I'll move. And do it again if I stay in. Whole thing. Guard unit, reserve units, it's you're in your state, you work for that on the weekends or when you get activated, but you don't move bases. You're not going to remove reserve bases. It's not like you're in the New York Air National Guard and they're like, we need you to, we're going to send you to Iowa Air National Guard. Like, you're not going to do that. It's just not going to happen. You're always going to be a part of the, Air Na- the New York Air National Guard and you go from there. So those are some of the key differences. Again, they can vary depending on who you're talking to. And please, God, if you're a civilian, do not make fun of them. Like, we can only pick on each other, right? Like, we can only, it's like a military thing. Like, we can only do it to each other. It sounds cringy if a civilian does it. It's just like, dude, like, you know, you're not part of the family type of thing. So, um, we do refer to each other in a negative way. I do refer to the reservists and the guardsmen as the B team or the practice squad, shit like that. And then you just kind of laugh about it and you continue about your day. And then they call you a loser and like, oh, you're in the military full time, bro. You must be dumb. And it's like, all right, whatever, man, give me a break. So, Round and around we go. And then that basically wraps it up for the Military Monday portion of the day. I would feel remiss, though, if I didn't give you an update on the Maui fires, since the Maui fires legit destroyed in the fucking island. It's destroyed. The entire island's gone. I mean, there's still it's there's still land. But it's the whole island burned. It wasn't just like a little fire here and there. Like this entire thing is cooked. And I'm not trying to make a joke out of it or anything. Like this thing is gone. Like everything is burned on the island. There's nothing left. So the latest update 
as of today. Uh, death toll is nearing 100. It's at 96 confirmed due to the wildfires. It's expected to climb because now they're going through the rubble. The fire has since been put out for the most part. It just ran out of fuel to burn. Like it's, There's nothing left. Um, they're looking into why there was a lack of a warning. There was no warning that went off. They have sirens that you know alert you to earthquakes and volcanoes and stuff, and they could have easily turned these things on. So they're looking into why there was no warning about it. I have a theory that they didn't think it was going to get this bad. They do have wildfires. They know that this happens, but I don't think they knew how bad it was going to be, and they were probably underprepared underprepared at the time. So the Hawaii Senator Maisie Hirono, definitely said that name wrong, emphasized focusing on rescue and recovery. She refrained from commenting on the inaction regarding the warning sirens until an official investigation is conducted. Representative Jill Takuda highlighted the importance of Hawaii's warning sirens and suggested that power outages might have impeded mobile phone warnings. Seems thin. You know, we have satellites. 2,700 structures in Lahaina were destroyed, valued at $5.6 billion. Thousands have been rendered homeless. If you see pictures of it, it's crazy. Like There's pictures on the highway along the coast, and it's clear that these people jumped into the water, and they just swam away from it. Like They're like, I'm fucked. I'm going to get out of here. And they just swam away. And like there's reports like thousands of people were in the water. Like You had to get the fuck away. And like, yeah, it's convenient that there's an ocean right there, but there's also sharks and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like the water ain't friendly either, especially for that amount of time. Like if you if you're not a great swimmer and like the it's blowing hot air, like it's windy. So like the hot air is blowing over. You have to swim pretty far out. So it's not like you could just stand on the beach. Like you had to pretty you had, probably had to go pretty far out and start treading water. Plus the tides and stuff, and again, sharks, it's rocky. Probably not the best idea. I mean, not the best plan, I guess. It's a great idea to save your life, but not ideal. Uh we're, Search efforts are underway. They have dogs going, but they've only covered about 3% of the entire area, so it's going to take a while. They said it's the deadliest natural disaster in Hawaii history. Of course, there's criticism, like how come there wasn't any warnings? These sirens didn't go off. They're saying it's the power outages. You know, we have to wait for the investigation, but again shitty situation um they're saying that some fire hydrants had no water when the firefighters attempted to tackle the blaze i've seen videos of the fire like when it first started you're like oh that's kind of far away and the sun is going down it's like oh it's a little closer and then this is over the course of like two hours and then like the entire island's like engulfed like those dry winds come flying over onto dry wood and dry leaves and all this stuff like you're done so the fire has since gone out they're on search and rescue now Hopefully they find more survivors. It's definitely going to go over 100 dead, which is, you know, sad and everything. And then they're going to get to the bottom of it. Like, why weren't they warned? What can they do next time? I just think they underestimated how fast it was moving. And they probably, it was probably a chain reaction of like, hey, these fire hydrants aren't working. Time to sound the alarm. Oh, wait, the power went out because we didn't set these, we didn't put these fires out. Oh, now we're fucked. And, you know, one thing led to another. And it was probably just like, eh, we're far enough away. Like, we're on an island. Why would there be a fire on an island? You know, it was probably one of those, some of them, not all of them, but some people were like, I'm not leaving. Like, this thing's, I've seen this before type of thing. And before you know it, like, you're engulfed in flame. So, again, sad. Shout out to all the people putting that on their Facebook profile, thoughts and prayers. Uh, it is what it is. So that's your Maui update. And we're going to go wrap this one up. We're about 33 minutes in. I'm going to cut it down, but it's only gonna, it's still going to be around 26 minutes or so because I've been rambling. I get it. But it's Monday. we got to catch up on the whole weekend, see what's going on. So hopefully everyone had a good weekend. Don't forget, like, subscribe to TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, or X. Someone sent me a link and it was X.com. I legit thought it was porn. I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying it's a joke. Like, it's not a joke. Like, it looks like a porn website. Like, x.com slash, and then it's a bunch of letters and shit. And you're like, that looks like porn. I'm not clicking on that link. That looks crazy. It looks like a virus. It doesn't look normal. <laughs> like, it just looks funny. So, 
Maybe that's what he was going for. You know, genius. But he also backed out of that fight with Zuck. So fraud. All right, we're going to let you guys go. I'm going to leave you with this bit of advice. And again, tomorrow we got the, we got a guest. Make some noise for the guest. Brian Alford. Alford. Working class iconoclast will be there. So looking forward to that. And with that, I'm going to leave you with this one. Within you is a light that can outshine any darkness. Recognize its brilliance, for it is the reflection of your infinite potential. <laughs>